and uh, all right, cool. <clears throat> I think it's recording right now. Okay, um, hello, hello, hello. This is another episode of the Mental Threads podcast. I think this is episode. I think oh, I think you're sixty nine. I mean, what are the chances? Um, <laughs> anyway, episode sixty nine. Uh, with uh, your artist name is J, right? With the J A and then an E. J A uh three. Yeah, J-A-3. J-A-3. Okay, so yeah. that's how you like to pronounce it, J-A-3? Uh, you say J or J-A-3. It's kind of like black. Oh, <laughs> like six flag, but it'd be like black too? Yeah. Okay, that's dope. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah, I'm interviewing uh, J or J-A-3, as you want to be called, if you want to say anything. Yeah, what's good? Everybody is J-A-3. Make sure, I know I'm going to say this at the end, but I'm going to also say this at the beginning. Follow me on all social media at J-A-Y-D-A-M-C-E-E on all platforms or all social media. Yes, most definitely. Let me just turn the fan off right quick. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. I want to be able to get get knock out all background noises. But uh yes, most definitely. So yeah, just try to check in. Uh so like um you've been doing this like music thing for a while though, right? No, actually I have I haven't even breached a year yet. Actually, um, my first was Greasy Fingers, and that came out on July 19th, 2021. So, yeah, it'll be a year anniversary then. Oh, that's cool, man. That's dang cool. You feel like, I seem like you, it seems like on the social media, it seems like you've been doing a whole lot from, from performing and all types of stuff. And, like, you pretty much dropped, like, two EPs on your SoundCloud so far right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, you, you're actually doing pretty well. I dropped, like, one mixtape back in, like, April, and that's pretty much, like, my whole foundation so far. I haven't done a whole, whole lot. It's mostly just been, like, the podcast thing right now. I'm about to hop in the studio pretty soon, man. Uh, but in regards to, like, your drive and everything, like, what pretty much drives you to get into this whole music thing? Um, I always, you know, I, typical typical uh black boy stuff, Um, rapping with the homies, in elementary school, middle school, high school, um, freestyling. Then I came to college, and funny story, I actually got in a, a rap beef. Cause you know, I, I like the joke where everybody, I won't really just, I won't really rapping back then. I was just like freestyling for fun. So one of my, two of my boys now, two of my friends now, I had just met them freshman year. Um, They was talking, they started a label. And I was like, when well, you gonna let me join your label? And they laughed. So I was like, okay. First, first, so my first ever like recorded song was a diss track. Dang, you diss track the people who laughed in your face in regards to like a whole uh hopping onto their uh, label type stuff. <clears throat> yeah. Also, but but they now now we like the best of friends. We close, especially we deep in this music stuff. Definitely. That's real cool. That's where you meet a whole lot of your lifelong friends are like in college. I see you went to NCANT, right? Yes, I did. Aggie Pride. Boo, MCCU pride, Eagle pride. <laughs> it's all, it's all no, that's all I love, though. But HBCUs are top tier, though, for real. Like, I'm I'm so dead ass about that, for real. Because that's where, like, I used to struggle on predominantly white schools. So, like, as soon as I touch base at the HBCU, ain't been nothing but an AB student ever since. Mm-hmm. Like, Definitely. Um, I always, I always, uh, good grade. My, my high school wasn't predominantly white, but I was in AP and all types of classes and AG is elementary school. So it's just like, I saw the same people since elementary school and it was the same three black kids, including me. Mm. 
So yeah, definitely going to AT definitely helped me get more tune with myself. I mean, I already was, but helped me get more into with myself and just being around like-minded individuals definitely makes learning more comfortable, especially or at least it did for me. Nah, yeah, no, for real though, for real, man. You gotta love, you gotta love being at HBC. I've been hearing your homecomings be wild though. Hey man, it's called the Great Homecoming on Earth for a reason. <laughs> it's called the greatest homecoming on earth for a reason. That's all I can say about. It. Dang, I, I I might have to pull up one day. I mean, heck, I know my homecoming went viral. I think back in 2019, I recall. I think it was like that BET did a special or something on it. Mhm. I know. Um. Yeah, lately AT and you see NCCU after 2020, we begin a lot of exposure HBCUs. In general, and it's been good exposure too. More spotlight on us, especially when you see like big corporations such as BT or when even when uh Bennett was in the midst of losing accreditation, they was getting donors, big donors and big uh donations from everybody. So yeah, we definitely had got the spotlight on us right now. It's just what we're gonna do with it. We're gonna do well with it in the future. Um, I know like Bronny, did LeBron James son say he was gonna go to HBCU? Um, I did not know. Uh, if LeBron James or Dwayne Wade's kids went to like an HBCU, that'd be over. I feel like then it would definitely start some kind of trend for real and everything. I feel like I feel like there's a lot of notable people that uh graduated from HBCUs or went to an HBCU, like a Tarachi B. Henson, uh Denzel Washington. I think Felicia Rashad is still teaching at Howard and everything. A lot of them all came from Howard University though. Um, yeah. The only person I know from NCCU is Kim Coles, like uh, from Living Single and freaking uh, in Living Color. But hey, 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 no problem. HBCU is still prestigious or whatever. But yeah, like I feel like it's definitely gonna go in that direction once we start making like TV shows and like dramas and like shooting maybe reality shows on like um, campus and stuff. It, it's over. Then I feel like that will start a trend. Yeah, definitely. That's just my philosophy with it. Well, you know, back on the whole music thing and whatnot, I know like you explained like how like you basically got a lot more serious about your music career like in college, correct? Yeah. Uh, really. And how's that experience been for you in, in, tar- in terms of like networking and like connecting with others on campus? Man, it kind of just fell into place because a lot of the people I made music with now I do music stuff with I've known since freshman year. So my who the people that do my cover art the people that mix and master my music the people that want my features um all of them i've known since freshman year so it's like when this music thing took off i already had all the resources i need all the exposure i need i just had to i just had to implement it. and i was coasting off of me being a party host i used to be a party host at times so i already had a little bit of clout in freshman year i was freshman class president so um i was already pretty known on campus I wouldn't say I was popular, but I would say a lot of people knew who I was. And um, I just used that to my advantage, man. I was like, okay, well, since everybody already following me, everybody already know who I am, let me take this leap, take this um, take this risk. Yeah, man, I feel like that was a very calculated risk. I don't even see that as much of a risk because you are a party host and everything. So you pretty much are immersed into music as a whole 
and stuff of that nature. So for you to like go into music more, you know, more seriously, it was just a matter of time and a matter of just taking it serious. So it's just like, you know, kudos on you for like finding your footing in regards to that. And ain't nothing, nothing is more important than like building a very strong team and foundation, you know? So it's just like, that could really take you far. You know, you never know where you're going to be at in the next five years in regards to this stuff and everything so it's just you know that that's very very good so it's just like you know in, in regards to your experience at nca and t would you say that your music kind of falls hand in hand into that culture like you know like it's just like it's just a reflection of acne pride as a whole i would say uh i would say it's a of aggie pride because I, I didn't i ain't make it to cater to like college students or anti students I just like making music and then people told me my music was good and then more people started telling me my music was good so I was like okay I'm gonna start dropping music right and then it's just where wherever it reaches that's wherever it reaches and whoever likes it that's who it's for for real um but I definitely use colleges as one of my main uh promotion ways to promote I definitely promote the colleges because we're all right there and we're all around the same age and I do talk about college in my music because that's what I was going through at the time so I know a lot of college students can relate that whole experience as a whole right yeah yeah man no I can feel that you know that's that's the great thing about college that is basically like a mini town so especially in HBC, like everyone kind of knows each other to a certain degree. And like the more you like doing like something positive, don't people kind of going to get interest into it and whatnot. So that's actually pretty wonderful and everything. So in regards to your influences in music, I know before we hopped on, you mentioned Kevin Gates was like, there was a phase where you listen to a whole lot of Kevin Gates. You say like he's like one of your main influences. If, if there's others, would you like to go deep into that too? Uh, I would say one of my main, but I definitely, um, I find different things from every artist that I like, like um Shorty Shorty. I like how he uses his ad libs. Um, Tyler the Creator. I like his scheme as far as like his layouts for his album, how they all flow together. Um, far as flow wise, I draw towards uh Andre Three Thousand. Mm. Um, Westside Boogie. Mm. Um, and as far as like beat wise, I I fuck with like sometimes I fuck with Doja Cat beats. I fuck with Tierra Wack beats. Mm, okay that's cool that's like that you're actually admitting that a lot of your beats uh influences are mostly female uh inspired to an extent that, that's actually pretty cool though yeah I, I like the music like i'm just a fan of good music a lot of people do do music or do one genre music they tend to stay to that genre but no i listen to country music i listen to adele i listen to everybody i listen to fallout boy paramore all that Jason I mean, with, the, with, with Adele, I feel like a lot of black people mess with Adele to the point where it's just like, you know, yeah. know as soon as rumor has it comes on at Dollar, at the Dollar General or something, I'm, I'm nodding my head like, oh, snap. Yeah. <laughs> For real. But that, that's actually pretty versatile. I'm surprised that you brought up Todd the Creator, but I'm not too, too, too surprised, you know. But I, I can definitely feel the Andre 3000 uh, influence for sure, because you have a deep Southern cadence when you're rapping and stuff of that nature that it's not like, you know, like you're not trying to implement a different style. So it's like it comes more naturally. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Andre okay. 3000 is really like the go to that, you know. So it's just, yeah. Yeah, definitely. There's like other artists as UGK, Big Crit, um, all of them. I definitely draw towards the sucker. That's where that's where um, most of my family from. I'm from Fayetteville, North Carolina, but 
my people deeply rooted in Georgia, Texas, and in the South. So I definitely love the music. Yeah, I can feel that, man. Especially Big Crit for sure. It's like I don't know. Uh, you, you, you know about that album? Um, Crit is here. Yeah. Um, there's one song that influenced one of my songs on my uh, first mixtape, uh, Ego Trip. Uh, my song was Young Genius. I'm trying to remember what that song was. Uh, let me just try to look. Um, it was that song. I have to look it up because it's like it's like it's just so hard for me to actually like you know get back into it because it's just you know you know Big Crit has like a large catalog. Him and um, uh, God dang, um, what was his name? Freaking! Uh, I can't believe I forgot this dude's name. I know his name. Um, uh, currency, yes, currency. I can't believe I forgot yeah. currency. That was one of my main influences too. Was currency and stuff of that nature. But it's like, uh, yeah, on Chris here. Um, the one song that yeah I made. You remember I made by uh, Yellow Beezy, like him featuring mm-hmm. Yellow Beezy. I made on Big Crit on Crit is here album that came in uh, 2019. Yeah. Yeah, like it was loosely like when I was listening to like that one song, it, it kind of influences like like my song uh, on Ego Trip, like Young Genius and stuff of that nature. So it's just like you know, like on on Ego Trip, my my first uh, my first mixtape, Ego Trip, I was taking influences from like uh, Flatbush Zombies, Big Crit, and just ASAP here and there and everything. It was just like that's the cool thing about like hip hop that I love. It's like there's always like a connection with something, you know, to a certain degree. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you know, when you think about Biggie Smalls, you know, his style is kind of like, you know, the father of his style was Big Daddy Kane, you know, but a lot of people don't realize that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and it's just, it's like it, kinda, it filters into your subconscious too. Just like the more you listen to, the more you like pick up on flows and cases. So sometimes I catch myself flowing into when I go to make a song, I catch myself flowing like somebody I've been listening to. So I had to stop listening to, um, certain people when I get into like EP mode or album mode, I don't want nobody to be like, he sounds like this or he sounds too much like this person. I want to be like, okay, he has his own unique style, his own unique like theme, even though my cadences might sound similar to somebody, but overall you can't say I sound like that person. Yeah, I can understand that to a certain degree, but I just see it like this, you know, I just feel like, you know, it just kind of adds on to their legacy too. You know, because it's like their like art still lives on in their like fans and stuff of that nature. You know, like for instance, there was another song on my uh, on my mixtape called Ego Trip and everything called uh, Grave Shift. And it's like when I played it for like my brother and his girl, they said like, you know, this kind of sounds like Flatbush Zombies. This is it. And when I put on two side to side, I didn't even realize it. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it just comes and you don't even realize like how like what it is until other people start saying it, and then you start seeing it side to side you know so it's like not like you're trying to be like like um trying to plagiarize anything you know it's just it just kind of comes naturally with it like like you said yeah. subconsciousness you know but i think that just adds on to their legacy to a certain degree you know what i mean so it's just it's just 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 food for thought um yeah. so when it comes to the whole uh, music business exactly from where you're at and where you've experienced it, where where do you see yourself in the next five years when it comes to this i see myself in the next five years Mm-hmm, yeah. I don't know. You know, I've been, that's actually been a question I've been thinking about a lot lately. I know I'm still going to be doing music um, because it's, it's just something I love to do. And for me, and this is what I tell people, I tell people it's not, it's not rapid. 
I definitely have a, a big boy job since graduating college. So it's I'm using that to like fund my music. So it's not like rapping is the only thing I got going for, but it's something I love doing a lot. So even if I am at the Grammys in the next five years, or even if I'm not, uh, I'll still be making music. And I'll still be happy with it because it's something I love doing. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, seriously, man. I, I that's that will really take you far, like that mindset, because there's a lot of people in this world that just see music as something like to get clout out of, or to see something as just something to compete against other people with, try to try to dim other people's shine with. And then there's others who just do it because they love it. And I think like that passion is gonna take you a lot further because it's gonna come across as authentic, you know. Well, the more that music is authentic. You know, well, that's authenticity, authentic, not authenticity, authenticity at the foundation of like <laughs> what your music is and everything. People are really, really going to like, like really gravitate to that. You know, like with Tyler, the creator at first, a lot of people were saying, oh, this nigga weird and blah, blah, blah and everything. But it's like the few people that actually got it or who actually get it, like they got it. You know what I'm saying? And Tyler, the creator is like the first concert I ever went to, you know? And then just see where he's at now. I can't even get a freaking ticket without it being like a like thousand of dollars or like three hundred hundreds of dollars and everything. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like, you know, it's just like now he's in the Grammys like all the time. So it's just like, you know, you really grow into yourself in that business too, which is like something I really, really do enjoy to a certain degree. So it's like when I ask a lot of artists, I like ask them like, you know, like where they where where they're gonna be, where do they see themselves in five years? Because you know, you know. Like it's a genre that keeps evolving, you know. Like one day you'll be listening this, you'll be listening to this person. This person might be on top, and then like there's somebody that might be budding out. You don't know where he's gonna go, and then he ends up taking like the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? Like when Drake first came out, a lot of people just thought he was soft, and all of people didn't take him serious. Now he's like, you know, he's at a point where like you really can't touch him. Really, like they even get a Drake feature could probably do a lot for your career yeah so it's just like you know to that degree and everything like could you see yourself signing to a label or do you only see yourself as like independent i'm gonna stay independent i'm gonna stay independent and just know if i sign that like is definitely gonna be on my terms is definitely gonna be how i wanted it is definitely gonna be all oh everything i need to make me feel comfortable to sign into that label is definitely is definitely not gonna be on no on no slight stuff because I I study I tell people I I love this I love it so much I study it so it's like I I hear the stories I research the stories I read the articles and um and this is just a decision I made to stay the independent route and now it's not as hard to be successful independent as it was back then. So it's not like I'm, I'm passing out CDs at the mall. I could talk and make a 15 second, uh, a 15 second hook. And then that get like 3 million views. Next thing you know, I'm getting booked for shows. So it's here <laughs> to be successful, to be progressive in the music industry. Now it's all about finding your way or finding which way you want to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, that's 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 a wonderful time that we live in, man. You know, it's a good thing and a bad thing to a certain degree because people are, have a very short attention span. Um, 
So it's like they might gravitate to something that might have not a whole lot of like that's kind of shallow or maybe not too deep or whatever. And so, yeah. you know, like the party beats and stuff of that nature, like, you know, the torque stuff, which is all cool. We all deserve to be in this game just like anybody else. But it's like it's like a lack of like, you know, a diversity to a certain degree. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, you know, I feel like a lot of artists are starting to flood in, but not a whole lot of faces are really standing out, you know, to a degree. Mm-hmm. Even when they do stand out, there's like, it's kind of like, this kind of like in that weird position where it's like, are they really going to be what people are into? Or not? You know, me and my brother were talking about it the other day. Like, my brother prefers Baby Keem over Corday. I'm more citing more to Corday. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um, I listen to Baby Keem and I also appreciate Baby Keem to a certain degree, too. But it's like a lot of people don't really connect with Corday um, for some reason, which is weird. I like Corday, but it's like I could pretty much understand why a lot of the people wouldn't uh, connect with Corday because it's like it feels like he's kind of heavy, heavy with the boom bop. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or it's just like it's just him constantly trying to be like, you know, like the best rapper, but not trying to be like more of the best artist. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. It's like he's not like you know. It's just like you know. It's just like we 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 feel that and whatnot. So it's just like I ain't really against that. I really think Baby came in court. I feel like they all got bright futures ahead of them and everything. But I can see why it's gonna take like a while for people to kind of warm up to them to a mainstream perspective. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I, I mean, I um, I I just got into Baby King for mm-hmm. my room all the time. So it's like after you hear it so many times, you start actually listening, and you be like, "Huh?" Like he type he type sliding. Like he said, "What song is this?" And, that, and, that, and that's kind of how that happened for me. Um, Corday, I I've been listening to him every time. I don't I wouldn't consider myself a fan. I listen to a project when he drop it. I definitely listen to a project he dropped. I feel like he's one of the one of the people that um. Branched out in his own lane, not necessarily in his own lane, but like in this new era, is for young conscious rappers. I consider him a conscious rapper. For young conscious rappers, you don't see a lot, a lot of them now in mainstream hip hop. So I try to support those while I can. Yeah, man, I can feel that for sure, man. You know, it's just like, um. I know it's just like I feel like J. Cole kind of got a little bit of that in the beginning because I know he came to North Carolina Central University at one point. And they booed him, you know, mm-hmm. which is sad because like, you know, but he was just getting in. So it's like people weren't feeling stuff like that. People were more gravitating, I think, to Wayne, I think, back then. Um, and who who was hot like when J. Cole was just popping out? You know, it was uh, it was Wayne. It was Ross, Rick Ross a little bit. Um and it was like I think Drake was also just rising up too at that same time. So it's just yeah, like yeah. you know, like we're at that point in, in life where it's just like I feel like J Cole's starting to slow down, and like Kendrick's like or just dropped his album. I think Miss Him Around the Big that's his last album, right? That's his last a TDE last album with TDE. So he might like do his own thing outside of TDE then. Yeah. Okay, I mean, but at the same time, they're still kind of slowing up because, like, the last time he had yeah. an album out was like back when I was just starting in college, and then 2017, like community college, and then like you know, like I've graduated, and then like some months, I was like, okay, Kendrick is dropping an album. It's like, damn, okay, what took you so long? 
you know, but it's just like, you know, I feel like everybody has their own creative like drives that pushes them as far as their kind of whatever pace they want to. Um, so who do you think might be like the next main people to focus on? Like I know Baby King, Corday, like uh Jack Harlow's getting a whole lot of flack for some reason. Um, but it's like I feel like it's those are the main three right now, what I'm seeing right now with Jack Harlow being more into the mainstream. But yeah, well what what's your thought about who might be the next next up? Oh uh, me. <laughs> yeah, day A three, JD that's, that's the spirit. That's damn right, the spirit. <laughs> All right, I, I'm just saying, like maybe some people to keep the seat warm until we get there, Chief. Yeah, yeah no, I'm coming. <laughs> All right, that, that that's cool. That's cool. So it's like, do you have any like ideas? Not ideas, ideas, but do you have any plans in regards to what your next projects might be uh, going into the future? Uh, I know I'm dropping the summer tape. I know that for a fact. Um, it's going to be different. Definitely. Different. I feel like I brought a different vibe every single one of my tapes. The summer one is going to be more up, more uh, more beat heavy. I've um, Bad Influence, the tape I just dropped. Mm. That was more bar. And Stories of the Heartbroken, my first tape, that was con- more conceptual. So this this one is probably just going to be I guess similar to like how Amigos album is set up, just like a oh, bunch okay. of songs that go hard. <laughs> okay, a bunch of summer songs that just like they just go hard. So okay. that that, but right now I'm still pushing Bad Influence. Um, I'm trying to figure out what song I want to shoot a video for. I know I'm probably going to do two, so stay tuned. But until then, I'm gonna keep pushing my music. I'm gonna keep performing, all that. Okay, yeah, no, keep it up, no, for real though, for like, for real, like, like keeping up that momentum. It ain't nothing more important, like especially individually, than like just keeping the momentum uh, uh, focus and uh, keeping that momentum up as you're doing one thing to another thing, from music videos to dropping the music to hitting the studio, you know, stuff of that nature. Um, so like for this summer tape, you know, you mentioned that it's gonna be touch on like Migos. Is it gonna be more like hook heavy? Is what you're saying? Like more hook and beats heavy kind of? Is that what the focus yeah. is? Hook, more, more melodies. More melodies? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, man, I could feel that for sure. Yeah, man, I mean, you could definitely do it. Like you're pretty much in tune with a more uh, with the rhythmic uh, side of it. So it's like melodies probably won't even be an issue for you. Move. It's almost done. It's almost done. Oh, okay, that's cool, man. Yeah, seven to link as soon as you you drop for sure, man. Like that's that's most definitely that that's that's where it's at for sure. Now, if we had to step into the uh, other side of like the whole uh, interview and everything, like when it comes to, like your experiences at and and I know you you mentioned like you pretty much you were literally voted like what you were you were freshman president yeah yeah they how'd you get there because I know when you're a freshman you literally just get there so it's just like you know it's like did you even get there and like win freshman president like like what what you have to do to really like get to that point yeah I mean they have they have meeting and all that uh but you know when you're a freshman uh going to college you start getting in the group chats. Oh, so I around I was already making my rounds in the group. I won't tell people I was running for freshman class president, but I was just being a humanitarian, just like talking to people, to know people, stuff, people seeing my face. Um, you know, I was, I was, I was locked, I was locked in before I even touched campus, and then when I started running, I just kept doing that, kept pushing. Like, hey, I remember you from the group. Hey, I remember remembering people's names when I first meet them. So it was just, just being a cool person <laughs> just being a nice person bro it gives you a long way 
No, most definitely, man. It does, man. Like the more people like know you in an area and stuff of that nature can actually recognize you and it can actually attribute your face to like a positive thing, like whether it's music or whatever, you know, that can really, really take you far. And it's really good for like building your brand too. Um, in regards to your brand, how would you say is like, what, what reflects your brand to an extent? If you really had to put your brand into words, like what are the philosophies that build the foundation of your of your brand, you know? The philosophy sound- like, What are your values? Like, how does that connect with your brand? My values, um, God, family, um, and just being heard, man. I've been, um, like I've always been using my voice. My parents pastor, so I would be raised in the church. I always had to go up and speak. Even then, um, chair of the youth council back in Fayetteville in high school. Oh, was always giving the speech. Was always in front of a crowd. Um, part time activist. Well, full time activist now. But um, so it's all about being heard. Whether it's me, whether I'm speaking for a group of people. If you can relate or if you feel like you're being heard through my music or if you listen to me and see and hear something that you can relate to, then I'm doing my job, man. That's that's really why I make music. I feel like, OK, there's going to be a way I could um, get people to listen to me and I could be heard in a creative way. They say uh, a picture is worth a thousand words. I use a thousand words to paint a picture. And that's a fun fact because I literally can't draw. If you ask me to draw a stick figure, it would be terrible. <laughs> so I have to write <laughs> to get my point across. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that, man. You got to find your way. That's the cool thing about getting your point across. That's what hip hop was pretty much founded on. You know, it's just like basically just bending out a lot of the frustrations a lot of our people had to face um, within this system. Um, were there any struggles that you had to face? Oh, by the way, keep in mind, we only got about eight minutes left in this uh, recording. We might have to uh, continue it on, uh, on a different recording. But anyway, uh, don't even worry about that. Um, in regards to any uh, hardships that you had to face on your journey as an artist and everything, uh, how would you pretty much go into detail about like any hardships or obstacles you had to jump over? Um, trusting oh, yourself. Yeah. Trust in yourself. That's the hard thing, man. Cause you're gonna get so many people. You're gonna get so many people tell you, oh, this song's good. Oh, this song bad. Oh, drop this. Well, actually, you, you ain't gonna get a lot of people to tell you that your song bad. I realize that. I realized that cause I literally made a bad song on purpose. Mm. <laughs> I made a bad song on purpose to the people. Like, oh, this is good. I like that. I'm like, bro, you are tripping. <laughs> like, this song is bad. But um, but also to each their own. At the same time, there have been songs that I didn't like as much, or I ain't, I ain't think fit the vibe of the tape. Put it on the tape, and it's one of the biggest songs on the tape that people are listening to. So it's all about going with your gut, man. Because at the end of the day, you make a hundred percent of the choices, and you live with them. So can't nobody else live with the choices you make. So when you make a choice, you gotta make sure that's how you feel wholeheartedly. Like if you make a song, it don't feel right, then by all means, don't do it. But, yeah. Um, yeah, no, yeah. I could I could relate to that for sure because you know back on my tape and everything, I had to make a love song for my tape because I wanted to be more variety and everything, and that became one of the most like popular songs on my tape and everything. And it was just I didn't even know what to talk about, you know, to be honest, because I it always felt like it was always like some fucked up shit that happened in my past. But you know, like when it came to like I I made a list of things I was trying to manifest like a certain 
like person in my life, you know what I mean? And I was just going off the list, and that's what I based like the song off of. And like it was just all right. Like, like the person I was like recording with, um, the studio, he said, Oh, yeah, yeah, you should definitely touch on this vibe more often. And it's like, you know, even like other people that actually listen to my tape was like, yo, that's my favorite song. And I'd be thinking it was like the most corny fucking song on that whole tape. But it was just like, it was just something I felt like that just needed to be on there, you know, because I just didn't want to, because like my tape was more focused on mental health type things. But I feel like it was just something like I needed like a breath of fresh air, you know, to jump out yeah. of the whole bra- grandiose, like braggadocious and also that, you know, depressing type, you know what I'm saying? Just something to kind of shake things up, you know what I'm saying? That was just it. Um, <clears throat> so, I mean, oh man, Jesus. So it's like, you know, I know it's, we've been speaking about like, you know, a whole lot of like influences and like also speaking about the future, but let's just speak more about the present and stuff of that nature. I feel like the four main people is just like that are kind of coming to it, like, whose career is kind of like, you know, slowing up is like Kendrick, um, J. Cole, Drake. Well, maybe not so much Drake because it's mostly in the mainstream for now, but you know, like he'll have his day where it's just like, he would just be like, you know what? I think I'm done with it. Um, and also even Kanye West with the Donda thing, like, I don't I didn't even get to listen to Donda too. I, I, I feel like, you know, don't you gotta pay like a hundred dollars to listen to Donda too? I think so. I don't know. I ain't listened to it neither. Yeah. I don't, I don't get the business, uh, side of that because how are people going to listen to something they got to pay like hundreds of dollars to listen to, like, you know, but, um, but, uh, yeah, in regards to like those four and everything, like, do you feel like they in a sense, kind of influence you or to a degree, maybe like kind of like, I don't want to say influence, but in a sense, like, you know, just building the atmosphere um, for growth as an artist, do you feel like it kind of just uh, influenced you to a certain degree also? Yeah, definitely. Uh, especially pe- people always be like, oh, you must know J. Cole when you're from the Ville, because I'm from, <laughs> I hear, I hear. Um, and you know I'm a line like yeah he my cousin just like <laughs> <laughs> else, bro because that's such a played out question but um I definitely um when J Cole with J Cole yeah because we from the same city so we know it's possible and we ain't really Fayetteville don't got no rappers for real besides him hey Murray just happened so one one time okay it was luck two times that means it happened again um. So I'm just gonna be that person that has to happen again for, but uh yeah Kendrick, always one of my favorite rappers. Listen to all his music started, all that grew up on Kendrick. Um, I grew up on Lil Wayne and T Pain too. I actually just saw T Pain at Dreamville Fest. Not not even at, I Fest, but I also saw him in Charlotte like last week. Oh. He was, he was performing in Charlotte last week. And- the way he performed, it just it just sets a fire inside you, bro. Cause for him, no, seriously, no, no, real. I didn't mean to cut you off, but it's like, dude, seeing T Pain like live at Dreamville Fest, I'm like, oh my damn, this dude was really influential for real. When yeah. I say it was hard to get to the front, like, we all knew it was influential, but it's like to actually see him in concert, I'm like, dude, this guy has bangers behind bangers. I'm like, hey, who could go up against T Pain in a versus battle? Because I can't. Yeah. We we was deep we was deep at Dreamville man we was deep in the Fred he pain man um but yeah I saw him in Charlotte and he performed literally all his hits even the songs he's featured on um and just wholeheartedly man put his heart into it it just really like sets a fire and you as an artist for him to be 
as well developed in his career and still going as hard as he does to put on a show for his fans and how much he loves his fans and stuff. It really won't wants you to get to that point. Like it drives you to be like, okay, I I want to be here. Like even when I'm 10 plus years in the game, I still won't be able to be that person. Like I go sell out shows. He was so influential too. I know, like people hate on him for the whole auto tune thing, but the way how T Pain used auto pain, auto uh tune, it wasn't like it wasn't bad. It was just right. Like it's when people started using it for everything and started being saturated. That's what kind of messed up the music industry. Is like everybody was trying to do the same damn thing, and it's like you know it's marketable and it's profitable, but it's like, dude, like that was T Pain's thing. I feel like T Pain should have sued some people. I'm not even going to lie. That's what sued some people. Yeah, man, all two. I love, look, I love all two, man. I love all two. I ain't gonna lie. I'm, I'm definitely one of them. I'm not too good. I have like two singing songs, I think, like two singing, singing songs in my last couple projects where I'm actually singing on, man. And um, I could carry a tune a little bit, but hey, that that just put a little bit of tune on there. It kind of freshens it up just a little bit. Just kind of like yeah. you know, it's just it just polishes it up to a little bit. Yeah. But you shouldn't depend on it forever. But it's just like you know, it's just it's not even just auto tune. Like there's other voice effects that people use, like, you know, that can actually yeah. help them with singing and stuff of that nature. Yeah. Even Travis Scott, it like auto tune is like, and Travis Scott are like you know. Or like you know the fingers crossed thing. I, I'm literally fingers crossing right now. Like you can't see, but it's like uh yeah, like they're like that. You know, to the point like if you if they cut off auto tune, like Travis Scott concert will feel like what what the hell is going on right now? Like you know, it just wouldn't sound like Travis Scott. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. Nah, for real. But yeah, we only got like about like I think one minute I think left on this, so we could probably continue this conversation for a little bit until the next recording. That's all right with you? Yeah. yeah. All right, most definitely. So I'ma just okay, I'ma just I'ma just close it a little bit early and you'll be able to hop on, right? I bet. All right, cool. All right, we can hop on again. All right, all right, see it. All right, okay, yeah, now we're back on. <clears throat> so yeah, we're pretty much speaking on just like I know we're talking about T Payne's influence and Lil Wayne's influence and like uh I think yeah, you're pretty much speaking on like J. Cole and being from uh, Fayetteville, where now it's J. Cole, Moray, Moray, who I also seen in Dreamville Fest uh, last April. Um, and it's like how you see yourself as like the next person up, like for uh, out of Fayetteville, pretty much. Yeah, that's how, that's how you got to be if you want to make it, man. That's how you got you to look at. You got to look at the people from your city or look at people outside your city, see how, see how they maneuver and just apply it and try to be that. If you love doing music. If you want to go far in music, but if you don't, then you don't gotta do that. But I do, so that's what I do. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes perfect sense, man. Like, and especially for J. Cole's sake, like to come out of a town in North Carolina and like be one of the biggest like rap stars, like on right now, and having like the biggest brands and everything. Me and my brother talk about this all the time. It's like out of TDE. OVO and Dreamville, I feel like J. Cole pretty much has his team locked in. I feel like Dreamville kind of outclasses both of them, in my opinion. That's just how like, I feel like I feel like there's more growth for the artists, and I feel like there's more of like a space for the artists to grow. You know what I'm saying? 
And I feel like yeah. J. Cole pretty much uh, had that situated and everything. So it's like, like, what does J. Cole like mean like to like all of y'all in Fadeville pretty much? So it's like he's really like a like a reflection of y'all city. He really puts it on for y'all city, or is he just like just a guy that just happens to be from Fadeville? Um I I guess him coming out of Fayetteville was enough for for a lot of people. Um I remember when I was a kid, I definitely would go to the skating rink and I would see him there back when he was working. He used to work at the skating rink roundabout in Fayetteville. So as a kid, I would go to the skating rink. I remember him working there before he was J. Cole, of course. And um around the time when he was start getting back on, when he, not getting back on, but started getting on in the music industry along when he dropped um workout and things like that, he would visit Fayetteville. He would go back to the skating rink and um it would just be a pop-up thing. Like people would go to school and be like, hey man, J. Cole was at the skating rink this Friday. And we'd be like, what? J. Cole was there? Yeah. And then he would just pop in, pop out, all types of things. And um so I that that to a lot of people at Fayetteville was enough. Um, Moray, it's kind of different. Moray, um, he's been doing giveaways. He's been coming back doing videos. He's been um, he's been a face, more of a face in Fayetteville. He still I, he still lives in Fayetteville, so you'll see him at Food Lion. But uh, both both of them really. Just being the people who they are mm-hmm. have done a lot for Fayetteville. Because even when J. Cole was talking on his album about how he got in the fight with Diddy, we was like, Yep. <laughs> yeah, that that that's the Fayetteville stuff. Yeah, man, that, that's that's some real stuff for real and everything. You know, I interviewed another person, he was like a police officer, I think, on an earlier episode of the Mental Threads podcast. Um, Officer McPherson, he said he was there like when like J. Cole needed like some, uh, I don't know, some security for like him and his wife, like while his wife was about to have like their twins and everything like that. And said that J. Cole was like one of the most down to earth people like ever, like the chillest guy and everything. Like his wife, not so much at the moment because it's like, you know, she was trying to have a baby, you know, so it's just like, I'm not saying she was mean or anything like that, but it's just like, you know, like she, she had an urgency, you know, so I'm just saying. But um, but yeah, yeah, J. Cole is like the chillest, coolest person and everything and stuff of that nature. So it's like when you hear stories about like J. Cole was just around or just walking about or just you know, just being a regular person and stuff, I'm just like, wow, having all that fame, all that. And it's just like you're still like still a down to earth person. Do you feel like maybe like you ever got that vibe from Cole? I don't know if you really like spoke to him or anything like that, but you ever got that vibe off of him? Yeah, he was always, always chill. Something wasn't very like outwardly when it came. When I seen him, his mannerisms just, just a chill dude, just, just a chill dude. And ain't nothing wrong with that because I'm a, I'm a chill person too. I'm actually very anti-social outside of, um, outside music. I really be in the studio, in the gym, or I'm working type stuff. But I'm, I definitely speak if spoken to. But going out and things like that, I don't be at parties no more. I don't be at social functions no more. I really just be in the crib chilling. Unless it's like a little kickback or somebody's birthday, then I might show face. But the majority of the time, I'm in the crib. I mean, I, I think that's just life. I, I think that's just adult life in general, to be honest. 
you know, after college, you pretty much graduated, right? Yeah, I graduated uh, December 2021. Oh, yeah, we graduated the same month then. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. yeah, but it's like, you know, I, get, I feel like it's just life in general. It just kind of slows down to a bit. Like, you could have fun if you want to, but I feel like I want to have, like, certain things in order before I'm out there like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. There's definitely a switch. Yeah, for sure. When you graduate. Yeah, but it's like, I know you spoke about, like, I spoke spoken a whole lot about, like, being in and out of the gym and everything. Like, you, were you, like, an athletic person in high school and college, or were you just you just go to the gym to, like, take your mind off life and stuff like that? I'll play, you know, I grew up playing different types of sports, but one sport that drawn to me that I was good at was soccer, and I ain't really, I, I did enjoy playing soccer, but I ain't really, I won't in love with soccer. It was just something that I was good at. You feel me? I tried, I tried playing football, got rocked, and I was like, okay, that's not it for me. <laughs> <laughs> and then around the same, around football season was soccer season, so I was like, well, let me try playing soccer. In my first game playing soccer, I scored like seven goals. So I was like, okay, I'm going to stick with this, and then I just continued to work on that crab. But I also, you know, like I said, Black boy stuff. I like hooping with the homies. Um, field days. Yeah, I'll pop out. I'll do active stuff. I just like to do active stuff, stay fit, or at least do something physically fit and get out the house every now and then. Oh, yeah. No, no, there's nothing wrong with that. reason why I ask, because I'm trying to see if I can be able to build the due diligence to even go to the gym pretty often myself. Um, I've been had this subscription for a while, um, you know, but I ain't really found the time to really just go and just be there for like at least an hour and whatnot. I guess it's because I wanted to become, I'd be a little bit more organized before I get there. It's like, um, I interviewed another person. They just said, all you got to do is just get up and just go. So did there any like uh motion to hey. get all that situated, just get up and go, or is it just like hey. you have a certain routine? And that person like what I was about to tell you, man, you don't just don't even think about it. I usually go in the morning out go in the morning well, not necessarily the morning but when i first wake up wake up do my daily routine go to the gym or our gym got a, a basketball court in it so me and the homies we go hoop every like every other day around 6 37 so i get up in the morning go to the gym or i'll go hoop with the homies later on that day that's real good man that's real really good and it's just like you do like certain days like one day be like uh upper body strength day and one be like core strength and then one be like leg day and then you just keep it going like that and you just kind of do a whole full circuit when you get there just want a little bit of arm a little bit of core a little bit of legs and just be out your way oh well my uh, personal trainer he's a certified personal trainer so wherever we go is just whatever workout he has set up really mm-hmm. dang you got locked in like that it's good to have good friends ain't it and look i, I knew him since high school Oh, that's cool. And he has like a whole like routine set up for like each of y'all individually, or is it just like just you just do whatever he says and then that's just it? He'll probably he'll probably hit the chat like, okay, today upper body day, we about to do this. Or today leg day, we about to do this, or today we're working on cardio and the core, we about to do this. That's good. That's real good to have people on your team like that, you know, even if it's outside of music, but just in general. You know, it's always good to have like a friend that's deep in the spiritual type stuff. Would you say you're deep in spiritual? I would, I would say that. I, 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 uh, a lot of that happened in my life is strictly because of a higher power, that being God. Um, definitely. Also, like I said, my, my, I grew up in the church. My parents were pastors, but that's 
that ain't really sway my opinion whether or not what I believe in. I definitely learned it for myself. I definitely read the Bible every night. Um, I definitely read little bits and pieces of the Quran and other religions, study Buddhism and things like that. And um, and one thing about my dad, that's why I love my father so much, and not a lot of people have a father, that's why I cherish him so much, is because not only as a pastor, as a father, he gave things to me uh, clear cut. He has a doctrine in theology, so he doesn't just know Christianity. He knows about all religions and stuff like that. So he'll tell me, we'll just sit down and talk about it. And I will go in my own research and like fact check them just to see or whatever. And um, it turns out he, he would be right or I could, he'll let me develop my own opinion from the information that he gives me. So That's cool. That's cool because it gives you more room to actually grow into your own individual. Yeah. That's 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 those are like one of the best types of fathers and everything. The ones that actually wants you to grow on your own and actually find your own way. But at the same time, actually monitors your growth. That's that's really really good and everything. Would you say your father is very um is very influential in how you carry yourself as an individual to this day? Yeah, definitely. I got a lot of from my father. I um people say I act just like him. Mm. Or the more I grow, I can see it. I can see myself. I'll be doing something. I'll be like, yeah, this is exactly what my dad does. So he's definitely been an influence in my life, a good one at that. That's cool. So, like, what what type of and what ways and else do they does he like um, influences you as like an individual too? Do you feel like you know maybe certain like ticks that you do? Is there anything else like you know just like. Uh, just certain ways, certain ways that you think, certain way that you handle situations. You'd be like, okay, this is just like my father. Has there ever been a time where it's just like, okay, yeah, this is exactly what my father would do? Yeah, I feel like I used to, I used to teachers and things like that. I used to always be, like I said, I always used to be front of a crowd. Now you always used to talk. And my, um, my presentation would be like his. Mm. I don't know. I don't, know how else to explain it but it's just like you got to see him <laughs> you got to see him like on a Sunday preaching you got to see me like give a speech and you like wow this is like a carbon copy type thing um definitely definitely how he talks and he a jokester too so that's where I get that from I, I be playing around messing with people all the time uh and yeah that's all I can think of right now but he's definitely been an influence um. Yeah, that's wonderful, man. Is I feel like your father, fathers are also very, very important in terms of like said not really like so much your philosophy, but just how you like basically like uh, handle various situations and just how you carry yourself as an individual. I feel like your parents are all all pretty much kind of chip into like you know your personality to a certain degree. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But if we had to speak on the whole NCA and T uh talk again and whatnot because i know nccu is like a big huge influence into where i am at right now i pretty much identify with nccu like and being like a former being an alumni from an nc from ncu it's just it's like i'm very very proud to say that i am because it's just such a big uh part of my life and whatnot would you say that ncat is like a very huge influence onto your life and everything like the things that you learned the friends that you made and just just stuff of that nature just the experience being at nca and t for uh for that uh for the past couple of years like would you say that it's just it's just something that's gonna carry on with you for years going forward yeah, definitely 
Oh my God. Like 15 all, all mad year, man. We stuck through it all four years, graduating through thick and thin, good and bad. Uh, that's a bond I probably never, I'll probably never forget. I'll probably never lose. Um, and with all, all them bringing to the table, man, they're all so great. Like they all doing their own thing, whether it's crypto, whether it's working, whether it's moving to tell. Like I got friends in Tampa, I got friends in Houston, I got friends in California, Seattle, all doing their thing and doing it to the best of their ability and doing it probably debatably better than anybody that's doing it. And you can check me on that. I got friends that shoot the best music videos that I've seen in Greensboro. I got friends that make some of the best music produce some of the best beats that I've seen I heard in Greensboro. I'm not being biased because they know I'll tell them when I'm rocking with something. I'm rocking with a beat, but I'm not rocking with a song. Um, so, yo, everything they do, man, like just everything they do is kind of like intertwined into my persona, my my way of living, Um, how I make music, I write a song. Um, Yeah. They, like they, they influence me a lot as well. So just if I wouldn't have went to NCNT, I would have never met them. They have influenced me as much and let me help push me to be the type of person that I am. Yeah, man. This, I feel like HBCUs are just beautiful that way. You know what I'm saying? Like I always read HBCUs. Like my experience was so good at an HBCU compared to other institutions, man. I know it might sound a little bit left field, but if I die, I went to heaven. I hope it's just a gigantic HBC. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, like dead ass. Like, I'm so serious sometimes. Like, it's just like, but, you know, there's still a little bit more life ahead of me, but I feel like I owe it to NCCU for pretty much setting me on that path. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know that my future is, like, secured because of the education I got from NCCU and the friends that I've made at NCCU, you know, the brotherhood and, you know, the family sense. That's why I can't wait to come back from my homecoming, which is going to be in October. Uh, then when when is NCANT's homecoming again? Yeah, once once uh, NCANT's uh, uh, homecoming uh, this year. Um, around around Halloween, I know it it was the week of Halloween one week. I think like the week before one one year. So it's around late October. Uh, late October. Okay, cool. Heck, you know, heck, if our yeah, homecomings aren't going on at the same time. I'll just pull up NCNC and I'll just uh, I'll just hit you up then. All right, you're just gonna try to show me what that's all about. Whatnot, yeah, I definitely. I'll put it to the test. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, no, for real though. But uh, yeah, I think that pretty much does it for uh, this episode of the Mental Thirst Podcast. I'm pretty. I think this is episode 69. Um, yeah, man, I want to appreciate you, um, J, J3 and whatnot. Uh, I don't want to say your government name. Your government name is kind of showing up on the screen, though, and I, I ain't got permission to do that. Uh, I, I appreciate you for hopping on, for sure. You got any uh, last words you want to let the audience know before we bounce off? Hey, man, it is J-A-3, J, J the MC. Follow me on all social media platforms at J-A-Y-D-A-M-C-E-E. Stream. Bad influence on all platforms. If you go on my Instagram, there's a link in my bio. Please click on that, and then go listen to my music. I pro- I promise you, is is good music. Um, and yeah, that's about it. Shout out NC and Shout out my mama. And <laughs> hey, 
Gotta shout out your mom, man. You gotta let him know. That's all I got, man. Yeah, man. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it a whole lot for hopping on, man. Because when artists really take their time out of their day, well, they could be doing anything to really hop on my podcast. I really, really do appreciate it because I do have a certain number I'm trying to hit before the end of the year. So anything closer to like my goal and everything, like it's just it's very helpful. So it's just like, you know, I'm gonna be able to I'm gonna definitely like repost your music. I'm gonna look deeper in your catalog and everything. I'm gonna check you out also and everything uh, a little bit more deeper than uh, what I've heard so far. And uh, yeah, we could pretty much, yeah, we could, who knows, maybe one day we might collaborate. Only, only time will tell. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, cool. All right. Thank you all for listening to this episode of the Mental Thoughts Podcast with someone in and now we're someone out. <laughs>